Well, I'm continuing now in my series of sermons about Joseph from the last chapters of the book of Genesis. We've been going through these, and now we find something really incredible that's about to take place to Joseph. And it is found in the 41st chapter of the book of Genesis, beginning at verse 41. And it's a rather long passage for reading, so bear with me and follow along as you, w- you wish. You'll find it on page 32 in the Pew Bibles. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And men shouted before him, Make way! Thus, He put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift hand or foot in all Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphnath-Peniah and gave him Asenath, daughter of Pontifera, priest of On, to be his wife, and Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully, Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Pontifera, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my troubles in all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the countries came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph 
because the famine was severe in all the world. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word to us this morning from the book of Genesis. My sermon this morning is, I'll take the job. Let us think for a moment. Joseph had been the favorite son of Jacob, who was named Israel by God. By far, over his other 11 brothers and numerous sisters, Joseph had been the favorite. Joseph had got the best clothes, including the rich coat that everyone hated because he wore it all the time to flaunt it. Joseph is the one who had the dreams. And in all his dreams, it was always of everybody else bowing down to Joseph. And it made his brothers hate him all the more. It was Joseph when his father would send him out to see how his brothers were doing out in the fields working, who would come back and say, they're lazy, not doing too good out there. It was Joseph who when sent out by his father once again to see that his brothers had finally had enough and decided to kill him, but it was the oldest son of, Joseph, of Jacob, Reuben, who said, we can't kill him, so instead they sold him into slavery. We remember the Ishmaelites coming along on their trade route, going towards Egypt. They sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Not even two pieces apiece. Very interesting. In slavery, Joseph is sold to Potiphar, and in the captain of the guard's house of Pharaoh, he does very well until he has a, how shall we say, a challenging relationship with Potiphar's wife. He is cast into prison. But in prison, he even proves his worth and his resourcefulness, and he gains the ability to be in charge of the prisoners. And while he's there, a certain baker and the cup uh, bearer, that is the one who tasted all the drink that Pharaoh had, ended up in prison. They had dreams. Joseph interpreted those dreams. One was to live, one was to die. It came to pass. And Joseph said, remember me to Pharaoh. And they didn't. But then Pharaoh began having terrible dreams. Terrible dreams about things, about fat cows and skinny cows and many other things. And then it was one, the baker, who remembered the cupbearer. And they said, there is a man in prison who can interpret dreams. And remember, all this started really with Joseph dreaming. And so Joseph is summoned and he tells Pharaoh, all Pharaoh wondered. Pharaoh's magicians couldn't, their priests couldn't, their wise men couldn't, the government officials could not interpret Pharaoh's dreams. But this lowly slave, Joseph, told Pharaoh straight away what it meant. And Pharaoh believed him, which is the more important thing. And so what happened? Pharaoh takes Joseph, the slave, the one who had had difficulty all of his life, who had been in prison, and he makes him 
prime minister, first secretary, governor, ruler over all of Egypt. Now, how about that for a promotion? From slave in the palace of Pharaoh to the number two man in all the government. A genuine rags to riches story. And not only that, he gets a wife, the daughter of the priest of On, one of the great priests and one of the great gods of Egypt. He gets a daughter. He gets children from this woman. And so the man who thought maybe he would languish forever in prison finds himself as head, as ruler over all Egypt. Now, this is a vivid reminder to us that we never know what God is going to do in our lives. We never fully appreciate what God can do with our lives. And here is a great example, a biblical witness to the power of God to take one whom certainly everyone thought was dead on his family side and everyone else thought was just a prisoner languishing in Pharaoh's prison. And yet God takes him because he is able to tell the dream of Pharaoh, a dreamer, an interpreter of dreams, and now one who becomes lord and master over all of Egypt. It's a remarkable thing, remarkable in so many different ways. Here, God has raised up a man to save Egypt. And in the saving of Egypt, all the countries and the people around that would also be saved because God knew that there would come a time of severe and hard famine. Now, we don't understand that here much. We can't hardly imagine not having any food we can easily imagine having food that we don't want to eat. But we can't hardly imagine not having any food whatsoever. But in the ancient world, when the crops failed, people starved, literally, sometimes to death. This, in my prayer this morning about Central Africa and these Great swarms of locusts that are devouring everything across the land. That will bring famine. And so Joseph, who has interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh and knows what is coming upon the land, God has put him in a position and he begins to do what is necessary. What does he do? Well, He plants as much as it can be planted. You know, John Deere would have been glad to have been with Joseph at this time. We got all the equipment you need. 
International Harvester case would have been right there with them. They would have all gone out there and they'd plowed the fields and planted and plowed and planted and growed all the crops that was necessary. It was an abundant time. And so much so that not only the people sharing the abundance, but Joseph began to store it all away. In city after city, he stored it away. A reminder of the importance of having something put back for the proverbial rainy day, except this wasn't a rainy day. This was years of drought to put something back. And so he did. So much so, it says, and this is something you don't see very often, it says they stopped measuring because nobody could measure the amount of grain and things, foodstuffs that were put away and saved. Oh. And as Joseph is preparing Egypt to survive seven years of famine and hardship, God is enabling Joseph to also save, as I said, all these people. And that makes a difference. That makes a difference. Who would have thought that once somehow by the hand of God, by the grace of God, all of a sudden, now I am Lord of Master of a great country, a great empire, and it doesn't seem to go to his head. It doesn't seem to overcome him, but it's like a man who has come into his own, who is finally doing what he wasn't sure he was supposed to, but now he sees clearly that this is why God had brought me into this world. And he does it. And he does it oh so well. Now think about that. There are lessons in this, simple lessons. Is one is that we do sometimes have to pay attention to what comes ahead. We do not always know what the future holds, but we can in part prepare a little for it. We can set aside things that are necessary. We can have something put away. We can have something that will help us get through difficulties, help us get through times of perhaps unemployment, perhaps times of illness, perhaps times of just difficulties. When we have resources put away, it makes it easier for us, for our families, for others to get through. And certainly that is a lesson that Joseph applied to Egypt, and one that we can easily apply to ourselves. You know, I still, and you'll get a newsletter this week, and in it I talk about the fact that we've paid off this mortgage. This mortgage that our church has had since 1986. We've built a lot here over those years, and we had it. And it was always there, but not only did we pay it off, we paid it off and there's still money in the bank and there's still money in the foundation and God has seen us through all of this, even 
when there was a time I didn't think that we would see it through. But I did know that this is what God wanted us to do. So God can work in many different ways. God is able to do things that we cannot even scarcely imagine. It is certainly true of Joseph's life, but also of what he did in Egypt. By going to Egypt, by being sold into slavery, by being in prison, by being at the right place, God brought Joseph to seize to Pharaoh because he was in prison. He was in prison because he had disrespected, in her opinion, Pontifer's wife. He was working for Pontifer because he had been sold by the Ishmaelites. He had been sold by the Ishmaelites because he was a pain in the rear end to his brothers. He was a pain because God had given him dreams and because his father liked him best. All of God, all of that, all of that, and God used that for his purposes to accomplish his goals, to see that a nation was saved and the people around it saved. Now, believe it or not, you can see the work of God's plan in Jesus Christ in this story of Joseph. You can see it in this sense. God raised up his son from whom? The people of God, from the Jews. He sent them. Some believed, some didn't believe. But God sent his son not just for the Jews, but for everybody. For the Gentiles. For all who would call upon his name and believe in him. God sent his son. He came through the line. His own people crucified him. But God raised him that he would be a blessing, a savior to all people. And God puts this Israelite, this slave, this lost Joseph in Pharaoh's presence, and he is able to save many people, and as we see next week, even his own family, he is able to save. So do you think when Joseph was standing there in his rags before Pharaoh, and all of Pharaoh's court is gathered around, and Pharaoh's looking intently into Joseph and says, I am going to make you my number two man. Can you just imagine the faces there on the inside? Can you imagine when Pharaoh took his signet ring off of his hand and took Joseph's hand and put it on that, then had the robes that were the slaves' rolls of rags stripped off him and put the fine linen robes on him, and then made this pronouncement that anything that Joseph said 
was what Pharaoh said. Don't you think Joseph said, I'll take the job. As soon as he got over being stunned like everyone else. You never know. You never know what God is planning for your lives. Why you have traveled the road that you have traveled. Why the things in your life have happened. God is able to use you in the ways that we scarcely can think of or imagine for ourselves. Well, Egypt is saved. Pharaoh chose wisely. Joseph accepted graciously. The people of Egypt celebrated in the time of great abundance And they were glad they had put something away in the time of great want. And it says, all the peoples and all the countries around Egypt, where the famine was very hard, they came and they ate and they were saved because of Joseph. Thanks be to God who blesses us in so many ways, ways that we can scarcely imagine. Amen.